0: discuss anything and everything Disney. I'm Angela and I'm Joe and on today's episode we're talking about five reasons to stay at Disney's Polynesian Resort and five reasons not to. Uh, But before we get into that let's cover the Disney news of the week. So with last week being D23 there wasn't a ton of news this week uh, but a few things that were actually mentioned at D23 are already showing up in the park. So over at Disneyland the new store that they talked about related to Tiana. So it's actually Eudora's Chic Boutique featuring Tiana's Gourmet Secrets has now officially opened in Disneyland over in New Orleans Square. So they have a ton of Princess and the Frog merch. You can actually get a mug like Tiana had that says Restaurant Fun there. Um, So this is a lot of different like clothing items particularly, but a lot of just different Tiana and Princess and the Frog merch. So that's a pretty quick turnaround from when they announced that at D23. And the other thing is the Hulk meet and greet. So they showed the Hulk. He came out on stage during the Marvel presentation portion of the Parks panel at D23. And this is the new kind of life-size, larger-than-life meet-and-greet that Imagineering has created. So he is now at the parks for a limited time over at Avengers Campus. Uh, It's an interesting meet and greet because you can definitely tell he doesn't move very fluidly. He's a little bit awkward in his movements. He kind of looks like Baymax waddling in (laughs) a little bit. And you can't get too close to him. So you do have some distance. So it's not like you're going to be able to get right up next to the Hulk in this meet and greet. And that's probably because the... You know exoskeleton in the suit that they used to build this isn't ready to be you know touched it's probably pretty fragile and so they have to kind of keep people away. So it's an interesting meet and greet. not a ton of interaction. It seems like he has a couple you know set phrases that he can say that he kind of repeats and again you're a few feet away so it's probably hard. Uh, for the Hulk to hear what you're saying, to have a full interaction. But again, I think it's a good first phase uh, in kind of this new technology that Imagineering is building out.
1: Yeah, as I, as I said before, I think that, you know, that Hulk suit is a little bit, um, I don't know, it's just a little weird to me. And it looks like the eye area, I don't know, was it digital? Is it a digital eye? I don't know, it just looked kind of it didn't look like it. It, it yeah, looked like it was regular. I Like from the the limited things that I saw, it just looked weird even where you could see where he was the Hulk. It just looked kind of weird. But I would love to go to Eudora Chic Boutique. Um, I have one of my favorite pieces of Disney merch that I I got it from. Um, I'm trying to think it was.
0: I think Box Lunch.
1: Yeah, I think it was Box Lunch. It's a Tiana. Um, Tiana's, I can't remember his palace or place, but it's a, it's a, like green sweatshirt, and I wear it all the time, and I wear it to work. Um, so I I love it. It's so cute. So I, I would love to go there and get some more, you know, Tiana merch.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised that opened. I didn't realize when they announced that at D23, like that was happening immediately. Like I thought that was going to be part of the whole Princess and the Frog uh, redo of Splash Mountain, and they talked about Tiana's restaurant coming into New Orleans Square. I didn't realize they're going to have this shop. Now again, it's a pretty small shop. I mean, it's it's nothing that like. You need to rush out, you know, a special trip to Disneyland for anything like that. But it is pretty cool that they have that out there. And like you said, I think they have a lot of cool stuff uh, and a lot of cool stuff around Princess and the Frog and Tiana. And I imagine as time goes on, they'll just get more and more merch, um, especially as we get closer and closer to the redo of Splash Mountain. All right, and then the last thing I wanted to discuss is that Tokyo Disney has announced their 40th anniversary will be starting April 15th, 2023.
1: This is actually comical. Yeah, I was just to
0: say, we, we've joked about this the past couple months, how many anniversaries Disney has. I, I don't think they could have planned it like this. I mean, it's amazing how all of these parks just seem to have been built like a decade after each other.
1: Yeah, because we were just in Paris, and that was their 30th. Their
0: 30th. And then you have, yeah, Tokyo coming up with their 40th. Epcot's having their 40th. Magic Kingdom, Disney World, as we know, is just finishing their 50th. Disneyland's going to be coming up on their 70th. And then
1: Disney on their 100th.
0: Yeah, it it is becoming comical at this point. But they announced uh, kind of the first promo art of this Uh, Very colorful. I know, Angela, you didn't care for Mickey Minnie's costumes too much in this one.
1: Right. I mean, I think the color palette is beautiful. It's kind of pastels. and But it's not that iridescent. Right. And I don't, um, I'm not a big fan of, like, Donald's in all yellow, which is kind of weird. It's just, I don't know. I don't really love their costuming. Uh, You know, the only people that I, the only ones on the poster that I think look, you know, pretty particularly good or Duffy and Shelly May. They're kind of small in the background, but everybody else looks like their costume is just not what I would expect.
0: I love Goofy's green suit and top hat though. <laughs> I think that's perfect. And Chip and Dale kind of look like they they have like a purple. They might have a little bit of that iridescence in it, um, but definitely the other ones don't. But Goofy's Goofy suit is looking pretty fly. As a part of this announcement and the kickoff of their 40th anniversary is going to be happening Uh, next year. They announced that there's going to be a new daytime parade called called Disney Harmony in Color, and will feature a brand new entertainment program, special merchandise and menu items. So stay tuned for more. So this is very early on, but they're already announcing that they're getting a brand new uh, parade. We talked about Disneyland Paris's parade around their 30th anniversary. So uh, again, obviously, Walt Disney World's 50th was during COVID. And so maybe they didn't get to announce as many things as they wanted to. But it would have been nice to see a new parade at, at Walt Disney World, like some of these other parks are getting. I imagine whatever Tokyo is going to do is going to be so over the top. Um, it's going to put everything Disney's ever done to shame at any other celebration. Mm-hmm. Because Tokyo Disneyland and Tokyo Disney Sea are like just the best parks and resort um, that they have, and and Japan just over in Tokyo they do it so great. So I can only imagine that this is going to be incredible as well.
1: We've also talked about this before that. Tokyo is the only park that Disney does not own. The Oriental Land and Sea Company owns Tokyo Disney, so they just pour money into it. You know, it seems almost like money is no object to them. They just want their park to be pristine and beautiful. Well, I think
0: what it is is they they want to run a theme park. Disney is, you know, this massive conglomerate yeah. that's all about, you know, feeding the machine and and kind of all these synergies. Not that the Oriental Land and Sea Company doesn't have other businesses, but I mean, they wanted to run a Disney theme park. And so they, to your point, they put a ton of money into it and probably a lot more money than Disney would put, you know, into a park if Disney ran uh, a park in Tokyo. Uh, And and it shows. It definitely shows. Again, if you've never been to Disney Sea and you have the opportunity to go, it's incredible. Just the way they theme it, the attractions, everything they have there, uh, it really shows the dedication they have to the park.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just, it's top notch.
0: All right. So let's get into our main topic. We're talking Disney's Polynesian Resort. So we are actually DVC members uh, at Disney's Polynesian. So we love the Poly. We enjoy staying there, but it's not necessarily for everybody. So we thought we would take you know this episode to talk about some of the reasons why we enjoy staying at the poly and why we are actually DVC members there Uh, but then also some reasons why you may not want to stay at the poly maybe why it's not the hotel for you because disney has a lot of resorts at walt disney world so if you don't like the poly it's okay we'll still be (laughs) friends There's a lot of other hotels you can stay at, so we thought we'd kind of talk about the pros and the cons uh, of the Polynesian this week. All right, so the first reason to stay at the Polynesian is you get a great view of the electric water pageant that happens on Bay Lake every night. So if you're not familiar with this, and I feel like this is something that I really wasn't like fully aware of until we stayed at the Poly, and I think a lot of people probably miss this because you're either in the Magic Kingdom for the fireworks or you're at another park at night, and so you really don't see this, but every night on Bay Lake, They have boats that come out that have like different scenes on them and light up. So there's like a dragon and there's fish jumping out of the water and it just kind of goes around Bay Lake at night. And it's really for people either like leaving the Magic Kingdom before you know, the fireworks show or people who are staying at one of the hotels around Bay Lake. So if you're staying at the Polynesian, it goes right past you so you can sit right on the beach uh, and enjoy the electric water pageant. Uh, it's really a lot of fun, and it's kind of a, a nice little touch. So if you're doing you know a day where, hey, it's maybe a rest day and you're just staying at the hotel, uh, it's a nice little thing that you can still get a little nighttime show and not necessarily have to be at one of the parks.
1: Yeah, it's it's really it's really cute. I mean, they're just kind of basically like water floats. I don't uh, and they just are strung up with lights, so they just make little pictures and it's just a it's a cool little add-on.
0: Yeah, and it's nice because it happens before the fireworks show, and you can actually see the fireworks from the Magic Kingdom from the Poly as well. So, the the fact that you kind of get that like dual nighttime entertainment uh, is a great reason to stay at the Polynesian.
1: Absolutely. The second reason to stay at the Poly is the theming. You know, Disney does a great theming. And the Polynesian is no exception. You have a lot of wood, a lot of carvings inside the Polynesian, the building styles. There are long houses that uh, you stay in. I mean, it's just, it is absolutely a beautiful place to be. And then they have little integrations too of uh, Lelos and Stitch kind of in places because, you know, that goes along with the theme. So it is just a really cool place to be.
0: Yeah, I mean, the fact that it was, you know, one of the original hotels there, uh, it, it, you know, is actually another reason to stay there is because of the history. It was an opening day hotel along with the contemporary. So the fact that you have that Disney history as being something that has been there since the Magic Kingdom's been there, you know, so if you're a fan of Disney history, it's a reason to stay there in and of itself. But because it was one of those early built hotels and Disney did Theming very well. I mean, I feel like you know the the more recent hotels, yep. and and no knock against staying at like you know Art of Animation because we love it there, or like Pop Century or the All Stars, but those are built to have lots of people stay there, and so the rooms are themed, but like the hotels, maybe not as themed. But it's a little bit more generic. Whereas
1: it's a building, it's like a yeah. warehouse type building that they then outfit with you know the artwork on the outside that lets you know it's about you know, animation. Whereas the idea is incorporated into the very fiber of the Polynesian being Polynesian. And it was built like that.
0: You know, as somebody who's been able to travel to New Zealand and see real world, you know, Polynesian uh, buildings, the theming matches, I mean, it really feels like you are there. And, And so Disney does it really well. So if you are somebody that enjoys that Polynesian theme. Or if you've not had somebody that's you know had the opportunity to travel and, and you were interested in traveling there, but you've not been able to, I mean, it really is a great way to kind of immerse yourself in that without you know, actually traveling there. One of my favorite things about the Polynesian is that it has monorail
1: access. So I think that this is something that you absolutely cannot underestimate being on the monorail. I really enjoy having quick and easy access to the Magic Kingdom and to Epcot because as we've said before, Magic Kingdom doesn't have the best food. But one of our other things that the Polynesian does well is they have really excellent restaurants. So you don't have to stay in the magic kingdom to eat. You can just go to the poly and eat at one of the fabu- fabulous, restaurants.
0: Yeah. So you have uh, the Kona cafe, which is a great quick service. I think Ohana is probably what they are most known for. That is, I mean, the most food I've ever seen in my life come to the table uh, at Ohana.
1: Yes. It was so, so much food.
0: So it is a uh, great food. They do uh, breakfast, breakfast, and dinner there. Uh, it's all you can eat. The characters are back there now, so they have Mickey there, uh, and also with Stitch. I think Lilo uh, is there as well for breakfast, dinner. You know, they have. Uh, when we went, they had somebody walking around oh playing gosh, music and him. singing. Yeah, uh, that's great. So it's a great atmosphere, great food too. You know, they have the uh, the bread pudding, which they're known for uh, very well. So Ohana is a great place to eat. You know, I think one of the popular. Uh, bars, kind of drinking spots to grab a drink, is Trader Sam's. That's also at the Polynesian. So I think a lot of people travel to the Polynesian to eat because of Ohana or Trader Sam's to grab a drink. Um, but yeah, that's just one of the you know many reasons to stay at the Poly because you have access to all of these great restaurants uh, and places to you know grab a drink. You're already there. You don't have to try to you know get back to your hotel after eating all of that food at Ohana. I mean, they'd have to roll me out of there. Luckily we didn't have to walk too far (laughs) to get back to our room. I can only imagine having to get on a bus or a monorail to get back to where I was going after eating all that to take a nap. Yeah. You know, curling up. But yeah, but being able to to kinda have all those on property is a great benefit. That's kind of our, our, our five reasons. So you have a great nighttime entertainment, great theming. You have Monero access. It's a piece of Disney history, and they have great restaurants. And so kind of a bonus reason to stay at the Polys, you can actually rent a boat to take out on the Seven Seas Lagoon. I think I mentioned earlier the, the electric water pageant takes place on Bay Lake. It's the Bay Lake area, but the lagoon's the Seven Seas Lagoon there. So if you want to, it's kind of a, a cool way to... Uh, go out and and see the hotels and see the Magic Kingdom and everything from a different perspective. You know, you can take a boat out. You can you know drive over to the Contemporary Fort Wilderness Grand Floridian. But it's pretty neat. This isn't something we've had the opportunity to do yet um, to actually rent one of these boats and, and to take it out. But it is definitely something we're looking forward to. And again, it's not something you can do at every hotel. So this isn't something that you know you get if you stay at coronado springs or if you stay at uh, the caribbean beach resort so it is a nice uh, little feature and a cool little thing that you can do if you stay at the poly
1: yeah i think it would be really cool to take a boat ride out and maybe i can parlay that into our regular life and convincing you maybe we could you know get get a boat boat. uh i don't need to purchase one but just go somewhere and run a boat and spend some time on a boat i feel like you would like it
0: well we're gonna we'll do it down in disney
1: there we go There you go. So now that we're done with the reasons to stay at the, at the Polynesian, let's talk about some of the reasons why not to stay at the Polynesian. So the first of which would be that if you're a D you're not a DBC member, it is expensive.
0: This is probably like the main downside and the main reason people choose not to stay at the Poly or any of the other deluxe resorts is just the price tag of it. So the Poly is probably going to cost you at least $600 a night and up from that, depending on, you know, how busy it is. So it is very cost prohibitive to stay there. If you're not a DVC member, I think it is you know geared very much towards DVC. So you know if you do want to stay at the poly and you're not DVC, you may want to look at running points or trying to stay during the off season, you know, don't go over the holidays, because it's going to be even more expensive than that. But that's definitely like the number one reason why you would not want to stay there uh, is just due to the price. I think the next reason is if you're somebody that views the hotel as just a place to sleep, so you don't really care about the theme, you don't care about the restaurants, what the pool's like, the view, anything like that. Like You're somebody that, hey, I'm going to be at the parks from sunup to sundown. I'm doing early park admission. I'm staying at the latest park as possible to see the nighttime shows if there's one that has you know, extra magic hours, something like that. I'm staying as late as I possibly can. I might be doing an after-hours ticketed event, something like that. I'm not going to be back until midnight, and I'm just going to sleep and get up and do it all again. If you're somebody that's like that, and you're not really there to experience, again, that theme and stay at an immersive hotel at Disney, again, don't stay at the Poly, because you're going to be spending way too much money for... Something you're not going to utilize. Yeah, for not getting any value out of that. So those two reasons kind of go hand in hand to a certain extent because it's expensive and then you're really not going to utilize the hotel. So yeah, if you're somebody that's like does not care, you just want to spend as much time in the parks, the poly probably not for you.
1: So our number three reason why not to stay at the poly is that although you have the monorail, which is an excellent mode of transportation, the busing seems to be a lot less reliable than say like a um, Art of Animation or Pop Century-type busing situation. To me, it seemed that buses arrived a lot less frequently, more like you know every 20, 30 minutes if you were lucky, so that there were times that we actually sat and waited for a bus for long periods of, a t- of time, whereas if we would have been at one of the more you know populated hotels, we would have gotten to the parks a lot sooner.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think overall with the buses... They're only going to two parks because basically if you want to go to the Magic Kingdom or Epcot, they want you to take the monorail. So there's really not buses. So if you have to go to Hollywood Studios or uh, Animal Kingdom or Disney Springs, you're right. The buses don't seem to come as frequently. There's one bus stop too. And I think that's partly a struggle as well because Mm – if you're there, you don't know what bus you're waiting for. Like if you are at Art of Animation, there are clear signs, stand here for Magic Kingdom, steer, stand here for Animal Kingdom, yep. et cetera. And so everybody gets in line and you kind of know, all right, I may not get on this bus, but I might be the next bus. Whereas when you're waiting in line, everybody's standing there. You don't know what bus they're trying to go to. There's really no line or order. So
1: And it's not a very big area. So if it's raining outside, there's very little amount of that that like that's covered.
0: Yeah. So if you're there, you could be the first person there. Maybe you're sitting on a bench waiting. Other people kind of get in line. They get on the bus first. You might miss a bus because you didn't realize they all wanted to go to Animal Kingdom too. So it it is kind of difficult. It's a little chaotic. Yeah. Getting on the bus and yeah, they don't come as frequently. I am excited the fact that minivans are back because I think that's going to be a much better mode of transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, we Uber to a couple of places, I think down to Disney Springs because we don't want to wait for the bus last time we were at the Poly. And it took the Uber a while to get there too because Ubers aren't necessarily in that area very frequently. So it takes them a little bit of time to get to you. Minivans, you know, tended to be more reliable and kind of quicker uh, in terms of their service. So I'm excited that that's back because I think that's probably a better way to get to someplace like Disney Springs and maybe even Animal Kingdom from the Poly. But that is definitely one of the downsides of, You know, If if you're somebody that, again, wants to maximize the amount of time you're there, you may have to wait a little bit longer for the buses. And and that may be frustrating if you're trying to get to the parks as early as possible. Especially if you're trying to get some of those early park admission, you're going to have to leave yourself extra time than maybe you want to. And
1: also, sometimes the estimated times that they post weren't accurate. If it's 12 o'clock and you get there at 11.59, there's a chance you might miss it. Because if they come a couple minutes early, they don't really seem to wait.
0: Very true. All right. So the next reason why the Poly may not be for you is you're really not into that Polynesian theme or you want a more maybe modern hotel. So uh, as we talked about, the Poly is extremely well themed. So if you're not into that Polynesian theme, you're probably not going to want to stay at the Poly because everywhere you look is going to be that theme. Or again, if you maybe are, are more into Uh, a more modern, newer. Yeah, aesthetic. Because again, the Polly is an original hotel. It has been updated since then, so it doesn't look like it looked in the 70s. Right. Um, But it's definitely not to the level of something like the Riviera. I mean, the Riviera is a much more modern theme. The Riviera actually has a gym in it as well. Yeah. I think that's the only Disney hotel, at least the only one we know, that has a gym in it.
1: It is mind blowing to me that they have deluxe resorts but they don't have gyms in their in their resorts because if you go anywhere that's not a Disney World if you're staying in a highly rated hotel you're going to have some sort of gym With a couple pieces of, you know, a couple weights to lift and a couple pieces of cardio equipment. And so it is a bit disappointing that the poly and a lot of the deluxe resorts don't have it.
0: Yeah. And again, I'm not sure if it's just the Riviera, but we specifically saw that when we went to uh, eat breakfast at the Riviera that they have a gym. So some of the other deluxes may have it, um, but definitely if you're looking for something like that, like just more modern amenities, more modern feel, you're not going to want to stay at the poly.
1: And then our last reason why you might not want to stay at the Poly is that maybe you're not going to spend a lot of time at the Magic Kingdom. So if you want to spend a lot of time in the Magic Kingdom, of course, again, we have monorail, the monorail that will take you there, and it is quick and easy. However, if you're not going to do that, some of the other parks are a little bit further away. You might want to stay in a hotel that is closer to them. For example, if you plan on spending the majority of your time in Animal Kingdom, Stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge then because you are basically right there. Getting there is a lot simpler. Um, Animal Kingdom is kind of away from the other parks. So it it makes a lot of sense then to stay closer to where you want to spend your time.
0: Yeah, Animal Kingdom is actually a good example because like we mentioned a couple of points ago with the busing situation, you're going to have to take a bus to Animal Kingdom from the Poly. It's the farthest away it's probably going to take you a lot more time. We're going to be spending a lot more time in transportation versus staying at like Animal Kingdom Lodge. So I think that that's a good example there. I think the other one, if you're going to spend a lot of time at say Epcot and or Hollywood Studios and you still want to stay at like a deluxe hotel, you probably want to look at the beach or yacht club or the boardwalk because they're all right there. You can walk to both of them. So yeah, if you're not somebody that's going to spend a ton of time at the Magic Kingdom or maybe you're somebody that does not like the Magic Kingdom at all. You hate castles. Yeah, and you... And you want to plan to spend all of your time at Epcot. Now you can take the monorail to Epcot, but it is going to take you a little bit longer to get there. Uh, and you, yeah, you really don't plan to go to the Magic Kingdom much at all. The Poly may not be for you. There's a lot of other good hotel options around those theme parks. So that is definitely a reason uh, why you may not want to stay there. So that wraps up the show for this week. Again, just some reasons, you know, if you're interested and you're thinking about, hey, I've never stayed at the Poly before. I wonder if it would be a good fit. Maybe I want to stay there. You know, there's definitely a lot of pros. We very much enjoy staying there. We're very glad that we're DVC members there. And it is one of our favorite hotels to stay at, but it is not for everyone. And so, you know, also want to kind of give some reasons why it may not be for you. And so that way, whenever you take your next trip, you can make a more informed decision about whenever you're picking your hotel. So want to thank everybody again for listening this week. If you've not done so, please leave us a rating or a review. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps and we really appreciate it.
1: Thanks for letting us your ears. Have a
0: great week, everybody, and we'll see you here next Monday. Bye-bye.